Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Wednesday, November 1st. Elon Musk went on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast with a Cybertruck and revealed a couple more details. Musk seems to want to reveal most of them at the event at the end of the month, but he did release a little bit. For example, he said that the Cybertruck would weigh about 7,000 pounds, with some versions closer to 6,000 pounds. That's actually quite similar to the weight of the F-150 Lightning, which is impressive considering that we recently learned that the Cybertruck has a higher gross vehicle weight rating than the Lightning. Musk also said that Tesla is aiming for a 0-60 to mph acceleration time of less than 3 seconds. That was already the goal for the tri-motor version in the original unveiling back in 2019, but it's a relevant mention now because we're just months away from production. Finally, the CEO mentioned that Tesla was aiming to produce about 200,000 trucks per year, which is actually lower than the earlier goal of 250,000 per year that was mentioned at the earnings call last month. Tesla has revealed exactly how its Magic Dock works in a new patent filing. The Magic Dock is an all-in-one charger to allow CCS-equipped vehicles to charge at Tesla stations with the use of an adapter that remains in the pylon until it is needed. Tesla released some technical drawings and included a bunch of images of the version of the Magic Dock, which is featuring the universal wall connector. If you're a detailed engineering mind, like many Tesla fans already, you can head over to our site to take a look. By the way, Subaru has finally made an announcement that everyone's been waiting for. They will adopt Tesla's NACS connector port in 2025. Volkswagen is delaying plans for a fourth EV battery factory for now. CEO Oliver Bloom said that the decision was based on market conditions in Europe. The Volkswagen Group announced plans to open six gigafactories by the end of the decade. Volkswagen has already chosen three sites, including one in Salzgitter, Germany, another in Valencia, Spain, and another in the most recent of St. Thomas, Ontario. The company has been searching for its fourth in Eastern Europe for over a year, but now that plan is on the back burner. Volkswagen is already in the middle of building three facilities, and the company recently reported that EV orders were down 50% in Europe from last year. A recent job opportunity on LinkedIn posted by Lucid Motors hints at an incoming new media app infotainment for its EV drivers. According to the new role of Senior Product Manager Media Partner Management, one of the key responsibilities will include working with Apple Music, Amazon Music, and other media app partners. Now, given this information, it appears that the addition of Apple Music is imminent. The automaker finally introduced Apple CarPlay to air owners via an over-the-air update this past March, so further integration of Apple technology does make sense. Now, regarding the so-called other media apps, Lucid already has Spotify, Tidal, and iHeartRadio available. With Apple on the way, it could be very well Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV, Netflix, possibly YouTube. Although Toyota expects record growth this fiscal year, it's cutting its EV sales forecast by nearly 40%. The company said that the lower forecast is, quote, reflecting the decline in the Chinese market. Now, in Toyota's latest questionable strategy shift, the company will lean into hybrids to what they say is avoid the price competition in the EV market. Now, hybrids already account for around 28% of Toyota's global sales. The company still expects to sell 9.6 million vehicles this fiscal year, but with significantly lower share of electric. And still, despite all this, the company is investing heavily in electric vehicle batteries, although those are still used in hybrids to a degree. 
Stellantis has announced big sales numbers in the European market, a 7% year-on-year sales uptick with a 37% boost in EV sales in Europe, actually beating out Tesla. Now, once a fierce critic of the European Union's push to restrict internal combustion engine vehicles, Stellantis is now reaping rewards from its shift to focus on EVs. A good boost came from a country called France, which implemented a revised green bonus incentive for European-made cars while freezing out Chinese brands. China has taken a good spot in Europe's EV market over the past years, with Chinese brands taking 8% in 2022. The French government also rolled out a big cash incentive for first-time EV buyers, as long as they get a car made in the European Union. Hyundai and Kia's most popular electric models set new records for sales, with momentum continuing by the end of the year, or so they hope. Kia's EV6 set a new record for October, with 1,542 models sold, up 30% over last year. Although Kia doesn't provide a breakdown for its Nero EV model, the company did say that overall EV sales were up 83% year-over-year. For September, Hyundai Ioniq 5 reached 2,979 units, up 89% from last year. In total, the automaker has sold 28,285 of the Ioniq 5 model in the U.S., which is one of the best-selling EVs. Hyundai also sold 1,239 of the Ioniq 6 model as sales reached 9,557 for the year of 2023. Looking ahead, the company recently announced the 2024 Ioniq 6 will start at $38,615, which is over $4,000 less than this year's model. Rivian owners should get their trips in quickly as free EV charging at Adventure Network sites is about to end. Rivian said that it will begin billing customers for Adventure Network EV charging starting in early November. Rivian had around 30 sites in April, with each having six fast chargers. The company plans to install over 3,500 fast chargers at about 600 sites across the U.S., and they say they're going to do that in the next two years. The company is also installing over 10,000 Level 2 chargers in popular destinations across North America through what they call Rivian Waypoints. Now, although the EV charging network is exclusive to Rivian drivers, the company does plan to open it to other brands coming soon. In today's community comment found on YouTube, a couple of you noted that VinFast might be leasing battery packs back to customers, which can account for the low $20,000 target price for a potential upcoming USA-sold car. You know, I'm not really sure if they will be leasing batteries after all. As recently as January at the LA Auto Show, a VinFast representative was touting the battery lease program as a good thing for the buyers, but it seems that at least a few folks are under the impression that it's totally gone. At a cursory glance, I could not find it on the VinFast website. Hopefully, that landmine for consumers is behind us. I can't imagine that that was a driver for sales, the way that the marketing person tried to make it sound. In either case, whether they lease a battery or not, I think that VinFast has an uphill battle against them. For a new brand, a new company, and even a new country to sell cars in the USA, I think that has the deck stacked against them. But what do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section. Thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.